Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, the show where two geeks geek out with beer. My name is Frank, and with me this week uh, is somebody who has something to sing about, my sister Steph. Hello. Hey, welcome back to Beer with Geeks. Thank you. I'm really excited to have you here. Yeah, we miss you, too. I'm happy to be back here. It's good to have you back. Uh, We have some fun stuff to talk about, but before we get there... Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, uh, you know, I love a good beer, but tonight I'm actually changing it up. I'm having a cupcake vineyards Sauvignon Blanc and it Mm. is delicious. Wine with geeks. Wine, grapes with geeks. Grapes with geeks. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, fun stuff. I am drinking a new Belgium fat tire amber ale. Uh, this, you actually inspired me to drink this. I love it. We were talking earlier. Uh, and oh man, I, I, this is, it's such a, like a a classic sort of like a tried and true. Um, it's one that whenever I see it, you know, on tap or in a bottle at a, at a store or whatever, um, I, I know that it's, you know, I'll enjoy it and it's something I can turn to every time. It's one of my go-tos. Yeah, it is. It's a good one. Um, and cupcake, I feel like cupcake is similar where it's like, it's a reliable sort of like, you always know it's going to be good. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I get excited when I see it on a store shelf. I'm Mm. like, that's mine. Yeah, it is. It's, not, it's 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 nice because it's it's not super pricey, but it's also not like a cheap wine. You know, it's it, it's. I mean, you know, I love my Rite Aid wine, but <laughs> for me, it's like my my step up from my Chateau Diana. <laughs> do they do they sell a cupcake at like Rite Aid? Honestly, don't know. Okay, okay, that's not. Where I you feel go. like I feel like maybe, but I'm talking about like. The, the lowest tier of yeah, Rite Aid yeah, wine, yeah, which, is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which is my standard okay. fare for when I watch The Bachelor. So. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You save the cheap wine for The Bachelor and the good wine yes. for, for this show. I, like I feel it's only fitting for the content of the show. So. <laughs> well, uh, one could argue that uh, what we're going to talk about has aged like a fine wine um, because uh, we're, we're nice. going to the throwback. Thanks. This is why I, I uh, aspire to work in radio. Um, this is why I have a fake radio show to force people to listen to me. Uh, I, I've, we're going to do a little bit of a throwback, um, and we're going to talk about something from, you know, almost 20 years ago. Um, and that is Buffy, Buffy, the vampire slayer, something that, um, we're both fans of that. We both came to a bit later. Um, uh, you know, we (laughs) were watching it it even later than you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we both came to it after, after, um, the show had ended uh, well after the show had ended and, and uh, have both grown to love it. But uh, yeah, we didn't even watch this together. So we, we grew up together. We, we watched all these things together. You know, we, we did an episode together about the things that we uh, grew up watching together. But um, 
this this is something that we have both come to separately and both share an appreciation for. And specifically, we want to talk about the musical episode, Once More with Feeling, which is my favorite episode of the show. I don't know about you, but it's, it is my absolute favorite. It's like definitely top three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the like most loved episodes and one of the most important episodes I, of the show. I think it was actually like the highest rated episode yeah, that, too. That makes sense. Cause yeah. I, I feel like there'd be a lot of promo of like, Oh, there's a musical episode coming, mm-hmm. you know, and whether you watch the show or not, right. um, it, it was, you know, it was enough of a cultural, um, touch point the the series was that I could see people tuning in for an episode just to see what the musical thing was all about. So that, that makes sense. Oh yeah. I feel like it was, it also aired during a time when like this kind of thing happened. Right. Right. Um, you know, they had like the, I, I think there was like an episode of Xena that there was, um, was there a, really, a, I think so. And I don't, you know, I'm not really a Xena person. Um, but I feel like I saw a couple of clips from it. And to be honest, I don't remember if it was like a non-diegetic type of thing okay. or, you know, I really, I don't know. But, um, and I honestly, I don't know if that was before or after Buffy. Uh, I'm using my timeline is like shaky on that. And I have no idea if they overlapped at all, you know, when they aired or I, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm actually using my, my one look up here because I'm mm-hmm. that, I'm that interested. Yeah. It aired in 1998. So, okay. So that was, earlier. that was before this one aired. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This was what, like t- t- 2002? Yeah. 2002. This is the 2001. penultimate 2001 season. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool, huh? So I didn't realize Zena had done that. That's very interesting. Uh, so I just I will... feel like there was like a market for that at some point. Yeah, apparently. Um, it, it feels like, it feels like a, you know, very like late nineties sort of, sort of cheesy thing to do. Of course, the way that Buffy did it was not super cheesy in the end, but, um, but it feels like a, like a cheesy kind of thing to do. Interesting. Interesting. Um, well, so tell me a little bit about, um, your, like, how did you, how did you, decide to start watching the show and and then sort of you know give me your first reactions the first time you watch this episode so i mean i follow a lot of uh, like on social media like circles that you know of people who would talk about this type of thing i mean i'm i'm into a lot of the same type of things that you are so um i feel like people who like the types of things that we do also like buffy Right. So it was something that I constantly and also like I always remember you watching it. I always wanted to watch it because mm. of that. I just never did because mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, it, it is an old show. I forgot about it, honestly. Um, but after seeing it just talked about all the time with like from people that I follow, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Um, and I started it and I finished the entire show in a month. That's crazy. All seven seasons in a month. Yeah. Or like a month and a week. But it was like very. Sure. I, I was do, I was like doing a crazy amount of episodes. So you were doing like a season per week or more. Pretty much. I was doing maybe four or five episodes a day. Wow. While still working. So. At, one, <laughs> at one point, I kind of was doing something similar because I started watching it in college um, and a f- bunch of friends had turned me on to it. Twitter friends had, had turned me on to it uh, yeah. who were also like I liked other Joss stuff that was happening and I was I was enjoying Dollhouse and I was doing a podcast about Dollhouse at the time and people were like you really have to watch Buffy like you can't not have watched Buffy and do a, mm-hmm. a podcast about a Joss show and I was like yeah that's actually 100% valid um, <laughs> so I started binging it and yeah I was probably watching three or four episodes a, a, a day while like taking a full course load and studying and stuff and I would watch it during study breaks and things like that you want to know something funny I so I always remember like 
you watching it. Mm. Um, and I would like pass through the room or whatever and just like catch like a glimpse or whatever. I didn't really know what was going on. But one straight up real memory that I do have was one day <laughs> you were in the living room. You were watching Once More with Feeling. Oh, okay. And I walked past it and I think it was during the part with Dawn's ballet. Oh, okay. And you're like, what the hell is this? Yes. And I, well, because you told me, oh, it's, it's that, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer show. And I was like, what? Huh? And I remember being like slightly intrigued. I was like, oh, there's ballet. <laughs> <laughs> should, I, should I be watching this? Um, of course, it took me a very long time after to actually yeah. start. But I actually, once I did see Once More with Feeling, that, and, I, and that scene aired, I like flashed back to uh. that really quick memory. So yeah, this is actually my first real memory of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's very, really funny. A really quick clip from this episode. That's super, super funny. It figures that I would like latch onto the musical one. I mean, that's your thing, right? That's always been a thing we've shared, but you, you more than me, um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really been your your. I don't know even where it came from because I don't think like our parents don't really care for musicals. I mean, much. not not to the dad extent, not the that you and I do. Of. Yeah, our dad does to some extent, but kind you're right. of, but like. I think we both like took that and ran with it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think a little bit of exposure to a, f- a few of his, you know, a couple of musicals that he liked, um, <laughs> then grew for and me and then grew even more for you. My Fair Lady. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and also like lots, you know, movies and things like Yankee Doodle sure, Andy yeah. and, and, you know, movies that, uh, that had a musical bent to them. But right. th- this episode, uh, yeah, it is my favorite. I remember listening to this and and the Doctor Horrible soundtrack so much in college, um, because Good that ass. you know that that Doctor Horrible came out while while I was in college, so it was just right right at that same time, um, and and really, oh man, boy, did I did I did I love it. I used to, I mean, I still I was listening to this soundtrack just a few days ago to prep for this conversation, and um, when it was done, I had to put on Doctor Horrible because the two of them just go together for me yep. in my brain. You know, we're one end and the other end. Nice. <laughs> oh, great. In fact, um, what, not the first time, but one of my favorite times watching Once More with Feeling was um, I was at Dragon Con in Atlanta in 2010. And they do this thing called the Buffy Horror Picture Show um, where they do, you know, how how Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, you know, they'll do screenings of the film and people mm-hmm. are acting it out in front of the screen and and, and people are uh, shouting things at the screen. And there's there's certain things that everyone knows to shout at certain moments of the yeah, it's movie. Yeah, basically and all like the theater nerds version of like a mosh pit. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, they do this thing called the Buffy Horror Picture Show where they do they they show the episode once more with feeling on two um, movie screens on either side of a stage. And then on stage, you have people acting it out and lip syncing, doing all the choreography, wearing all the costumes and lip syncing uh, everything that's happening in the episode. It's happening at at the same time. So in in sync. Um, And it was really, really fun. It was really, really a really fun way to to watch the um to watch the episode with a bunch of fans. And like I said, they've all done this before. So they know certain things like when Dawn is like, does anybody even notice? Does anybody even care? They're all shouting like, no, shut up. Dawn!" Like, like kind of like on family guy, like shut up, Meg. Like that. Exactly. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned that particular line too, because I don't know if this is true or not, but I did read somewhere that, okay. So there's two parts to this. Two cast members in particular asked to not be very vocally featured. Oh, yes. Because they couldn't sing. 
right. Allison Hannigan mm-hmm. plays Willow. Did not like her voice. Mm-hmm. So she basically said, put me in there as little as possible. I do not want to sing. That's why she has two lines, mm-hmm. basically. One of them acknowledging that the line is filler. Yes. So there's yes. that. Yep. The other character was uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, who plays Dawn. Mm. And um, the other part to this was um, I read that that line, does anyone even notice this? Anyone even care? was like Joss's way of like kind of because the, the character was known to be whiny and annoying to the sure. viewers. It was his way of like playing that up. Uh-huh. Like, no, yeah. nobody does care. Stop, <laughs> stop being a whiner. <laughs> so I don't know if that's true. I would love for that to be true. Because I actually have never seen the DVD commentary for the episode, which I know is supposed to be good. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I I'm not sure that I have either, to be honest. I've not seen it. Because I don't own the DVDs, so I, I don't know no. if I have either. Um, That's something I would like to get my hands on if I could, though. Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, it. it's one of those, like, it might be worth buying season six just to get that one. Just to get the commentary, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure Agreed. there's, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, too. Um, I'm I think smart with money. I think that, yeah, right. I think there's a making of documentary too that I'd like to see. That I've seen. Um, that, if it's the same one, which I'm sure it is, yep. um, that's on YouTube. Okay, good to know. Yeah. I'll look that up. I might throw that in the show notes too. Um, the other, the other hedge to finish up real quick, the, uh, uh, Buffy Hara picture show story was that after mm-hmm. the, they did once more with feeling, they took a break. They had an intermission during the intermission. They played, uh, Dr. Horrible with, with commentary, the musical playing over it, uh-huh. know, the commentary track. Uh, right. and then after the intermission, they did the same treatment, but for, for Dr. Horrible. Um, That's great. so they did Buffy, they did intermission where they played Dr. Horrible in the background and then they did actual mm-hmm. Dr. Horrible again with everyone in costume and. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but so, you know, what, what are your, what are some of your favorite like songs from the, from the episode? Like what are some ones to highlight? Oh my gosh. Okay. I love something to sing about. Mm, That's like become one of my like classic shower songs. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, and I really love walk through the fire. Walk through the fire is my favorite song. Is it really? Episode. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's a good song to like pump you up a little bit. It is. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. Yeah. Also, I'm a huge fan of going through the motions. Oh, going through the motions um, is great. Yeah. For a couple of reasons, mainly because so it's kind of the equivalent of like a a Disney heroines like I want song. Yeah, right. Like Belle at the beginning of beginning. Right. The Beast or, yeah. Like most musicals, I mean, I use Disney as an example, but like most musicals have that. It's usually like, I think like the third song or something like that is usually, there, there's like a formula for it. Sure. Um, like within the first three songs, the the hero or the heroine is going to have an I want song. Right. And going through the motions is it, kind of like a different take on that. But right. essentially what it all boils down to is Buffy talk about what she wants, what she right. wishes She's was going on. She's sharing her hopes and desires and what she wants. Yep. Yeah, like what what her character motivations are and all of that. And, and yeah. And so that's, that's what sort of kicks a lot of this off. It's really interesting the way that they, that Joss uh, handled this because this, you know, was in, in the middle of a very tumultuous season. There was a lot of turmoil among the characters and, and that all it's a, plays it's a, in like a this dark season. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dark season. And, and this episode has a lot of darkness to it as a result. And it's like masked under this uh, almost like a cheery mm-hmm. 
type of musical, but like if you're really listening and you know what's going on, like it's definitely not. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're for the most part, upbeat, cheery sounding tunes, mm-hmm. but with darker lyrics, like, like darker, right. sadder, kind of depressing, you know, here, here are my deepest fears and, and, right. and everything else. And, um, and actually just to, to play on that point, um, Sarah Michelle Geller did not actually want to sing originally. Um, and she had agreed to have someone dub over her. She wasn't really, um, confident in her ability to sing, but when she talked to Joss and she found out that through song, Buffy was going to be telling, um, the other characters her secret, which is that, you know, they, they pulled her out of heaven, Mm -hmm. um, that she decided, you know what, if I don't want anyone else having that significant character moment that should be me mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. she took lessons she shaped up and she she did it and that's her singing she did yeah she she did a, yep. a, quite a good job too actually she really did do a good job yeah i think i think some of i mean i think she's probably helped a little bit but with like they kept the songs in a lower keys they've been in her in her range probably like that but but she, i know that everyone did their own singing and they were all tr- they all had like extra training because i don't think I'm any sh- of them were actual like singer singers except for i know like james morrister's um anthony yeah. had anthony had, amber yeah, benson right. i'm not sure about if amber benson had ever done professionally before but she sounds if she's like not her. i mean she's one of the best definitely. yeah yeah no i would definitely so. agree those three are the best and i know that that yeah. the, the two guys have sung professionally before so yeah anthony head had, had a singing career and I think anthony head has has been in um rocky horror <laughs> oh i didn't realize that that's so, cool. yeah who, who has um it's all right if you don't know i'm just don't curious. know <laughs> but i'm pretty sure um that's cool uh, I like that. And James Morrister's was like in a rock band. I think. Yes, that I that I, I actually I think that. Anthony Head might have been. Too I think that yeah, I think they I think they both were. Um, but that's really cool. That's really really cool. Uh, I I I love that you know that they're for the most part you know untrained and that they were because that's sort of the charm of the whole thing, right? Is that here's these normal people who are in this normal, well, not so normal mm-hmm. town of Sunnydale. Um, <laughs> but the whole town is, is being forced to sing. Like they, they don't even want to, but, but they're just overcome by this demon that, that is making them sing and dance and tell their right. secrets and then dance themselves to death. Joss actually came up with the idea because he had the entire cast over um, for a party and they were all fooling around. They started like kind of just like singing and he realized, like, pretty much everyone in this cast is able to carry a tune, like, pleasantly. Mm. And that's kind of how the whole idea came up. Got to do something. So, like, like it, yeah, exactly. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's neat. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. I, it, it, so, like, I love, I also love um, I'll Never Tell. Oh, yeah. That one, I remember, that must have been your favorite for a long time, because that's the other memory I have of this show and this episode before I ever watched is hearing you play that song a lot. There was a time when I, I yeah, I really, <laughs> I really liked that song. Uh, when I, that's when the I first, other thing. When I finally watched it and I heard that song, I'm like, Oh my God, that's the song. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. plagues me. That was I a actually, favorite for sure. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. Um, I had a friend who was getting married and she was a Buffy fan and she joked sort of half joked that she wanted to perform that song like with her new husband at their wedding oh dear god (laughs) can you imagine everyone like at this wedding being so confused 
that was part of what uh, she, she thought it'd be His hilarious. penis got diseases from a shoe-mosh tribe. Yeah, I think that was kind of part what? of what she thought would be would be funny, like to make everybody uncomfortable on purpose. But um, yeah, probably not. Not the best idea. It didn't end up happening, but uh, it was a funny idea. Uh, I love that. I mean, like then there's like the parking ticket, right? Yes. <laughs> Um, who is Marty Noxon? Marty Noxon, yeah, who was basically the showrunner th- by the, this point mm-hmm. in the series. Uh, she'd basically taken over for Joss. Uh, and an additional fun fact, the mustard guy. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Go for David it. Fury. Yes, yes. Who, who was another writer on the show. And David Fury and Marty Noxon are also in Dr. Horrible as the newscasters. Yes. Next up. Who's gay? Who's gay? <laughs> oh, God, I was so hoping you would say that so I could join in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. That's uh, that's one of my favorite fun facts. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, he's, we got the mustard out. Yep. Um, th- that use of, like, the the whimsical, very uh, Whedon-esque use of, you know, the background stuff of, of the mustard and the parking ticket, like, those are such funny and like that's so perfectly joss that's such a a a a perfect encapsulation of the kind of stuff that he likes to do and also you know finding talent where you wouldn't expect it right you know like that kind of performance talent right to your writers one of whom is an executive producer um yeah for sure that's uh yeah so i that that's those are fun little fun little facts um uh, did you mention something to sing about? Is that what did you say that was one of your favorites too? Yes. It's probably my most listened to. Is it? Yeah. What is it about that track in particular? Like what is it? Is it when she talks about being pulled out of heaven? Is it the beginning of it? What? No, because that, that part makes me super sad. So <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I enjoy just, I, just the song. I mean, I like what she's saying for most of it, except for the depressing part. Okay. Um, I just, I don't know. I find it to be a fun song because if you're listening to it, you realize it's it's actually like pretty deep, but it doesn't sound like that. There's like a weird dichotomy there because it's very like upbeat. Yep. And I kind of like things that don't make sense like that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's very it's very catchy. It is. It is yeah. super catchy. Yeah. I'm also uh, super into the dance that goes with it. So. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, uh, when Giles when Giles is like she needs backup. I, and actually, I didn't remember that part. Um, and I, I rewatched it the other day just to keep it fresh in my memory. Oh, and sure. like, I, I did not remember that he t- he told them, yeah. go, she needs backup. I remember them being there. Right. But the um, idea of she needs backup because you think that she, they're going to go back her up to fight or whatever. And then it's just to be her backup exactly. singers and dancers. Right, right. And I like that no one can do anything about it. They're just like, what? I'm dancing now. I know. I know. Well, they can't help it. They can't help it. And then exactly. She, and then she starts to, to dance to the point of almost almost bursting into flames like we saw the other people doing. And, and then in comes Spike. In comes Spike. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think people talk enough about the fact that Xander killed that guy. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because it's, it's Xander's fault that Sweet came to Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. So he indirectly killed whoever whoever sweet did sweet only kill the one guy or were there other people too um it's the only one that we saw i don't know if we're supposed to believe that he's the only person who you know burst into flames but or if everything else happened off screen they don't really talk about that but um yeah xander totally totally killed that guy totally totally and they were just like shrugging it off he's like what i want everyone to 
be happy. And like, Alexander. Yeah. And it's done. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay. It's true. That doesn't get enough attention. It doesn't. But he was going through a lot of other stuff this season. Overall, not a great season for Xander. For Xander, uh, yeah, I agree. Not a great season for Xander. Not a great season for him. Well, And I'm not a Xander hater. There's a lot of, like, Xander haters. I'm actually not, but that, that was not a good season for him. I enjoy Xander a lot. I I related I to Xander a lot watching watching the show my first time through, and, like, I felt like a that lot makes of... makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, he was, I don't know, he was, like, the funny, the funny sidekick guy, mm-hmm. and I... I I felt like his humor was similar to my humor or, or kind of, he, you know what? He was, he's kind of the Chandler uh, of this, right? Yes. And, and yes. I always like, I like Chandler. I like, he's the funny guy in the group. And I, I identify right. with that because I like to think I'm the funny guy um, okay. and, and a little bit of a weirdo. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, so there's, uh, there's those, I mean, uh, Giles and Tara are both going through interesting um interesting things and it's 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 cool because they never they don't get a lot of time to get you know there's always two characters in an ensemble cast there's always two characters who you don't see together alone very often it's right? like rachel and chandler it's like rachel and chandler right <laughs> like you wouldn't expect it, it would be unusual to see them together it happens i did not expect to talk about chandler bing this much <laughs> during a the vampire Slayer well episode. i mean first of all anytime you're around friends is going to come up that's that's just that is his impact that is his legacy that is true he just comes up that is true yes but um, but yeah, I, I so like it is interesting that they have that song they sing together and that they're going through Which similar is ideas. So good, oh. and the more I listen to that duet, the more it grows on me. Yeah, especially uh, especially the end, like the when they harmonize at the end is really just. Powerful. It is so good. That's just a powerful scene, just in general. Mm-hmm. The two of them singing together, like Tara is singing to and about Willow. Mm-hmm. Giles is singing sort of to and about Buffy and that whole scene is staged in such an interesting way where they start singing together and they're both looking at the person that they're singing about mm-hmm. because Willow and Buffy are talking to each other just kind of um, yeah, off to the off side, to the side yeah. there um, and it's I don't know it's it's super powerful I know I love it I really do because they're they're each like Buffy and Willow are respectively the most important people in Giles and Tara's lives. Right. So there's that overlap there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're both realizing that they need to leave. They don't want to leave, but they need to. Right. And, and that's where. So while they have different reasons, like Tara's is a romantic relationship. Giles is like a father daughter relationship. While that's different, they come together because it's the same. It, it ends up be having the same final result. I don't want to leave. I have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's bunnies. Can't forget the bunnies. <laughs> they uh, feature so prominently in this episode. And you know what? There's not a single bunny. That's It's true. It's true. And they get mentioned twice. But They do. But, you know, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. And you know what? Even a pterodactyl <laughs> yeah. is mentioned. And I saw no pterodactyls. Just saying. You know, just feels like a thing you could have done. Just do more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, did we mention going through the motions? Um, we mentioned it really briefly as, you know, one of my favorite songs oh. and how it's an I want song. But other that's than right. That, not that's really. right. That's right. Yeah. You mentioned it's an I want song. Yeah. Um, that's one of the best examples of uh, how uh, of, of upbeat uh, melody with, with downbeat lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because she's what she's saying is like like she's clearly depressed like it, 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 super depressed right everything she's saying is unhappy but but to a cheerful uh sort of yeah disney princess kind of tune uh, <laughs> she's doing so bad that even the vampires and the demons know something's off with her right thanks for noticing Nope. Um, uh, you know, like that's that's so, what and what a like funny device to have them then like dance in front of the camera and everything and be like, yeah, we can tell that something's something's off here. Yeah, I love that so much. So funny. And what a and then like even the even the like handsome man who she saves, who's mm -hmm. all like uh, she dismisses him so savagely. Right. Yes. Yes. Um. It's <laughs> just so, so like so disinterested, just like not even not even gonna give him a second. Um, and and you get the you get the the feeling from him that he's he's about to go off on a, you know, sing like a whole love aria to her about like oh this woman who just saved me and she just cuts it off immediately. I don't think he's used to rejection. Uh, yeah, you know he doesn't look like a guy who's. He used seems to rejection. super thrown off by that rejection. That is true. That is true. Yeah, he uh, can just go back to the cover of uh, whatever romance novel he was on. That's it. He looks. Yes, he's dressed like. He's like a Fabio type. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. Yep. Yep. It's like uh, do you do you do know it's two thousand one, right? The Daniel like, Steele character escaped yeah. and ended up in Sunnydale or something. Somehow, I, I mean, I know I know a lot of the vampires dress like it's you know the 1800s but why is he dressed that way um yeah um so uh under your spell is also interesting because it's there's uh another duality to it right where Tara yes. is singing about how she's under her spell under, under willow's spell because she's in love with her but you know she is actually literally under her spell and doesn't know it. we the viewers know it right and she does not. Which makes it almost cringy to watch because you're just like, yeah, oh, because don't even know. she's so happy and she's so in love and she's so like in this different space. And then, you know, we're just like, oh, honey. Yeah. No. Mm, <laughs> mm. Um, but, but I, I, man, it, it, it gets so bad for, for, for Tara after that. Yeah. This is just, uh, this is just the beginning. How many episodes later does that all come to? Is it, is it in this season? Or seeing, is it see, seeing red. Yeah, uh, it's not. not it's much a few later. episodes after, I think. Yeah, because maybe I'm wrong because I've only done one full watch of the show since it's you know I, I only finished a few months ago. Um, I think that Seeing Red is isn't it the season finale? Is it the finale? Okay. I um, think because the whole thing with the uh, Dark Willow, Dark Willow, yeah, kicks off the seventh season. Okay. It? All right, I, I didn't remember quite where that where that happened. If that I'm was... pretty sure, I could right. be wrong about that. You watched it more recently than I did, and I already used my one look up, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look it up. But yeah. um, okay, right on, yeah. And then season seven, you know, then then shifts from there yeah. towards the end. Um, do yeah, you feel... Kennedy comes along, and I'm not even gonna oh, talk yeah, about Kennedy. that. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't think I don't think Kennedy deserves all the hate that she gets, but do you, at least that hey, that season has Felicia Day, so that's cool. That's uh, that is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do we go from here? <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. But that that is a great ending, though. Uh, where do we go from here, right? Like, that is a such a... It, it tell They literally tell you what's going to happen, right? Where they say, like, on a kiss, God knows. The curtain close on a kiss. That's yeah, it. right, exactly. That's the, that's I the love that, but one of my favorite parts is that Spike just dips out he's like ah, i've had enough of this. He's, he's he like just mid, walks yeah, right out like mid mid song <laughs> mid sentence he's just like this is stupid and just leaves 
in typical uh, spike attitude, yeah. he just decides to dip out. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but his song is great, too. Rest in his, peace. His song, Rest in Peace, yeah. 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 I love that. I, you know what I love uh, about that? I was uh, just rewatching the episode a few days ago, and a uh, thing that I noticed that I hadn't really, really paid attention to before is that when he starts his song, he James Marshall is doing such a good job of showing that he doesn't want to be singing, but this is happening involuntarily. Yes. Because he's he's actively trying to get her out of his crypt before he starts to sing. He's like, mm-hmm. I know this is going to happen. It's only a matter of time. Get out, get out, get out. And then he starts... Singing, and he looks so annoyed at himself, but he physically can't stop. He's he is really good at that in general. I feel like because, um, especially during this season of the show, it's him just like accepting the fact that he shouldn't be in love with Buffy, Mm -hmm. but he is. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's part of it too, and I feel like he has a lot of. It, it's like a real testament to his acting because it he he does a lot of this non-verbally. Yes, absolutely, know? absolutely. And yeah. he's so good at that. James Marsters is is just such a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. I love. I mean, like on really Smallville is. too, right? Like he really brought the 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 chops to to Smallville. Um, you know, now that you've watched Buffy, do you feel like you see the influence that it had on shows like Smallville? Yes, actually, when. I started Buffy and I was in the first uh, the first season where it was kind of like the freak of the week type thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My first comparison was to Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely sort of defined that genre um, and made it more of a, I mean, like it, it already existed, right? We already had like X-Files and things like that before it, but it, it making it like a teen drama. I was just going to say it had that that very WB. Yes. About it. Yes. Making it a teen drama that also had the supernatural and the wow. and the um you know that whole that whole angle to it of the freak of the week stuff. Um, you remember that, the WB? Remember the WB? Yeah, remember Michigan J Frog? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Remember Sister Sister? Sister Sister, yeah, right. Yeah, oh WB God. was a, Dawson's was, Creek. Yeah, you had a whole you know that whole that whole thing was that. I mean, it was an engine. I mean, and and the CW today is basically just like a, I mean, I, I don't even know if I would say higher budget, but but a, a more polished uh, version of what WB was in the late 90s, really, you know, like early oh, 2000s. totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Actually, though, at the, at the time that um, Once More With Feeling aired, they were on UPN. That was their first season on UPN, yep. which a, a lot of people, you know, the whole thing of her being, being pulled out of heaven. How, how true mm-hmm. is this, or as far as you know, that like it really was going to end after season five and that's why she died. But then when they got renewed and moved to UPN and they had to write their, when Joss had to write themselves out of a corner. Um, and, and, you know, that's how season six and seven happened. But it was as far as I know, that's very true because yeah. i've heard that many many times that was always um, my impression that it was really supposed to end there and then of course they went on and did season eight and, and beyond in the comics um some of which is actually really good if which you have a chance by to read the it. way i i just got season eight. Oh, did you um i did i haven't started it yet um but i got a hold of it and i am fully planning on starting that i i read i read the beginnings of season eight and and I I trailed off after a certain point, but I'm curious to mm-hmm. hear what you think. I, I liked what I read. I just kind of didn't have time in my um in my comic reading anymore to make room for it. But I am actually really curious what you think about it. So 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really know. excited to start that. Cool. Cool. Well, any last thoughts um, on on the show or on this episode specifically? We can come back and talk more about Buffy another time, but uh, any yeah. other once more with feeling thoughts or factoids you wanted to share or feelings you have? Hmm. <laughs> I think that it's the only episode that has a title card. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. I'm pretty sure that it's the only one that has like its actual own title card. That's probably true. Yeah. I mean... It has its own Not that that's sequence. a super exciting fact. That's that's cool though. Have it. That's that's a cool piece of and, and the person who played Sweet, um, his name is Hinton Battle, mm-hmm. and he was a Broadway actor. That makes sense. That that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. That that, that you you can tell that he's like the professional and uh, the professional musical person in the bunch. I think. no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You, you can you can his voice alone. Right, you mm-hmm. can tell that he has a Broadway voice, and and the fact that he can dance the way he does. It... I think he was in um, the Wiz. Oh, cool! That's really neat. That's really neat. Yeah, so he's a seasoned, seasoned uh, Broadway veteran, and that yep. that all that makes sense. That that's who you want for that kind of a role, and that was exactly great. Casting. I don't think I don't think his character is actually explicitly named in the really. Episode. Not I don't think credits? anyone ever says like You're right. Him no, by they name. don't they don't say his name. It must be in the credits. I think that's the only reason we know his name is Sweet is just because it's written in the credits. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. No, at no point do they say his name. You don't even really 100% know what he's doing and what's going on until kind of near the end of the episode when you find out that he's trying to do the whole like child bride thing with yeah. Dawn and you know yeah and even that's when he explains what his powers are and how exactly they work like we're piecing it together with the Scoobies before mm-hmm. that right but exactly but it's not until that moment where he, that's it's pretty <laughs> late in the show that he actually says like here's my master plan and then Xander's like wait if I'm the one who summoned you does that mean I have to be your queen right and he's like nope nope I would literally rather just leave than deal with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Xander. That People is such... like to believe that, that Willow scared him because she's so powerful. But yeah, we all but know it's the, it's the prospect of having to be married to Xander yeah. that makes him get out of town. Or since he's the Chandler, maybe we call him Xandler. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Steph. This is a lot of fun. It was. I would love to be back. We can yes. talk more Buffy. Yes, that would be great. More Buffy, more musicals, more more of all the fun stuff that we uh, we grew up watching together. But um, where can people follow you online? You can follow me. I'm hilarious on Twitter. At least my three followers think I am. <laughs> I'm at the Steph. That's the and then S H T E P H. And I also have the same handle on Instagram. If you care about that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, you can find Beer with Geeks uh, at Beer with Geeks on Twitter. I'm at Frank Ramblings. Tim is at Timothy PG13. Uh, you can find us uh, at beerwithgeeks.com or thoughtbubbleaudio.com, where you'll also find a bunch of other of our, our fantastic shows, which you should really, really check out. Uh, Batwoman TV Talk is coming. Supergirl TV Talk just uh, wound down season four, but we're coming back for season five next fall. Um, plenty of fun stuff going on there at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Uh, of course, you can support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Throw us a few bucks and help keep these shows going, pay the bills, keep the lights on for us. Uh, you can email us at mail at super, whoa, mail at supergirltvtalk. Nope, uh, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. 
Uh, wrong fandom. Yeah, wrong show. Wrong show. Uh, did I mention it was a long season? Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. Uh, uh, like I said, at, at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Please uh, send us your, your ratings and reviews. You know, it all it takes is a simple tap of five stars. That, that'll do it. Um, don't have to write out a whole thing. Just just tap on it, tap on the star, and, and make it happen. But you can also find us on Google Play and Castro and Overcast and Pocket Cast and Spotify and Stitcher and TuneIn. Anywhere you find podcasts, you'll find this one. So check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again, Steph, for joining me. Thank you. Fun as always. As always, and we'll have you back. Uh, but until next time, cheers. Cheers.